Welcome to Language During Mealtime. Certified speech-language pathologist and children's book author Becca Eisenberg brings you creative professionals from the language learning and children's education field. With these ideas, parents can help their children with special needs improve language and reading abilities. Hi, my name is Becca Eisenberg. Welcome to my podcast, Language During Mealtime, episode number 32. Today, I'll be interviewing... Mercy Hansen Mize. Mercy and her husband adopted Samson from the Dogs Prison Program. This program saves dogs from shelters and places them in prisons. Samson's tale was inspired by this program and Mercy's desire to promote and educate others about its worthy cause. So thank you so much for being here today, Mercy. I'm really excited for you to talk about your book, Samson's Tale. Hi, Becca. Yes, thank you so much for talking with me today. I'm really excited to share my story of Samson's Tale. Yeah, I mean, I just thought when I when I received the book, it was just it was so original and such a unique story. And it was it just left, I think, such a great message for, for children. And also, I always say also for adults, because we walk away with some with, with knowledge that we didn't know. Like, I didn't know anything about this program. Yeah. Um, so I was hoping you could start out just talking a little bit about the book, uh, what it's about and what inspired you to write the book. Absolutely. And that kind of ties in with what you were just saying. Um, so I guess I'm a teacher and I've really always dreamed of writing a children's picture book, but I kind of never knew what I wanted to write about. So then after my husband and I adopted Samson, um, we learned more about the program and I became really passionate about dog adoption. And then, of course, the dog's prison program, which is the program that we adopted Samson from. Um, so we would take Samson kind of everywhere with us. And because he was always so well-behaved and so friendly, people would ask us about him. Uh, and then we would tell them, of course, about where we adopted him from um, and that he was adopted or he, excuse me, he was rescued from a shelter in the South and then placed in a prison where he was actually living with with an inmate in a cell and he was there trained all basic commands. And then when we shared our, that story, people were always so interested in learning more about the program, and they just loved the idea of the program and obviously how it benefits dogs, the inmates, and, um, of course, the Forever family, uh, that we were really excited to share that with them. So that was kind of where I knew that I wanted to share Samson's story to really help educate, promote, and support the Dogs Prison Program. And I also think that the story was told, you know, really, really well, because I think it could be a complicated process to explain that process to children. And I, you know, I really encourage anyone listening out there to get a copy of Samson's Tale, because I just think that there's so much to learn from the story. So, you know, as a teacher, when you were writing the book, what was your goals for students or, you know, for children to walk away after reading Samson's Tale? Yeah. So, as an elementary school teacher and reading specialist for the last 17 years, again, I'm not sure how I'm that old, but I am. It's been 17 years. This is my 17th year. And I'm on 20. So I, <laughs> wow. Okay. So I don't know how time flies, I guess. Right. Yes. Um, but of course I've had the opportunity in my profession to just read thousands of different books, literally thousands of different books allowed to my classes and different students over the years. And so I've really had the opportunity to see what types of books excite children. Um, so I really tried during the process um, 
to use that knowledge to help me as I drafted and revised my manuscript of Samson's Tale. I really wanted to have a very strong theme throughout my book, and um, I really wanted to make both of my main characters, Samson and Trevor, um, relatable to my audience. So it was really also really important to me knowing, you know, with a background with children and seeing how, how much um, illustrations in books really pull in the kids that I really wanted to make sure that Samson and Trevor were relatable and that Samson really looked like Samson. And so I was really happy with um, my illustrator, Rachel Novell's job, um, really capturing Samson and all of his cuteness and, you know, his personality. So that was another thing that really was important to me that I tried to, that helped me. Um, and then it, I was also, um, you know, it's of course really exciting to kind of be able to share my book with my students. And, you know, it was really surreal to share it for the first time with my class um, to help them, you know, discuss the theme with them and, you know, something that I'm so passionate about. So it was a really, really fun experience. And I just think, I think there's so much to learn from the book, not just, you know, a lesson about, about the dogs and about the, um, the prison program, but I'm sure also just a lot of language and, you know, meeting any of the sort of goals in the classroom. I mean, do you, because you don't have a lesson plan at all. Yeah. But I'm sure you're thinking of creating some sort of lesson plan for the book. Right. Well, I don't have a specific lesson plan, but in terms of like themes, you know, in addition, of course, to, um, people learning about the dog's prison program, I definitely have like, I guess, three main themes or ideas that I'd love for readers and, and my students to really be able to get from the book. Um, first, the idea that everybody deserves a second chance. So in my story, Trevor and Samson really both fell on tough times and were really sad and scared. Um, but even though they were feeling unloved and unwanted, they were able to come together and change each other's um, lives for the better. And really everybody deserves that second chance. And then the second theme that, you know, was really important to me that I'm hoping readers will take away would be to just always believe in yourself and your dreams and know that you can do anything that you want to do. So again, in my book, Samson and Trevor had really given up on what they wanted because of the tough times that they had faced. And, you know, of course, everybody goes through tough times. Um, but then they really found each other and they formed a relationship that helped them both believe in themselves and really make their dreams come true. And then the third thing that I'm hoping readers really pull away is that I'm hoping that people will understand and learn that dog adoption is, is really a wonderful option. I, you know, throughout the process, I've really heard that many people are kind of a little nervous to adopt because they just don't know, you know, what they're going to get. And that kind of scares them, which I can understand. Um, but the prison program is really the best of both worlds because you're really saving a dog from a shelter. And you're also adopting a dog that has just the best temperament and is very well trained, which will just make, you know, hopefully the, the perfect family pet, just like Samson. So... And is that, I know that, I know the program that you're involved with is local to where you live, but as far as other people finding out about programs near them, you know, what would you, what would you suggest? Yeah. So it, unfortunately I've, I've done a lot of research and I haven't been able to, you know, through the process and I haven't really been able to find a whole lot of, um, 
other programs because there's there's some programs that are similar and some that are different. I know there's some where um, dogs are put in prisons for you know a couple of years and they become service dogs or other programs um, where dogs are just you know kind of it's almost serves as almost like a just a home for the dogs to live in. But the program, the dog's prison program really is focused on, like I said, the training of the dogs. And so I haven't found a whole lot of information, but of course, you know, you can Google and try to find um, local, local places that are similar um, to the dog's prison program. Yeah, I think it's such it's such an interesting program. And I just I've never heard of it. And so one of the things that really interests in the book was the connection between Samson and Trevor. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just really love that because I think, you know, provided them companionship together and, you know, you're talking about giving, you know, giving them both a second chance. And right. I wanted to know more about the character of Trevor. Was that yeah. based off of the real person that Samson was with or was that, um, just a character that, you know, that you created for the story. I was just, you know, you could talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So Trevor is not a real person, but he was definitely inspired by the person who trained Samson during his time in the program. Um, Although I don't know a whole lot about the actual person who worked with Samson due to confidentiality at the prison, um, I was inspired by him and how he really truly did work with Samson to build up his confidence. Um, So it is true that when Samson came into the program, he was very scared and shy little puppy. And then with the support and the relationship that he built with with the inmate trainer that he was working with, he really blossomed into a confident and happy dog who, whose tail truly rarely ever stops wagging. He's just the happiest little guy. Um, I was given pictures of Samson when he first entered the program and he looks so much different. He looks like a completely different dog. Just like in the story, his ears are down and his tail was between his legs and he just you know, so shy and insecure. Um, the owners of the dog's prison program did tell me that the real Trevor, the, the inmate that did work with, with Samson, enjoyed his time so much in the program and, you know, did become so passionate and excited about it that it was his goal to be to become a dog trainer when he left prison. So I do know that that part is true as well. <laughs> oh, wow. So you haven't heard anything about, you know, if he, if he did become a uh, a trainer, dog trainer when he left. I haven't, I haven't confirmed that because again, confidentiality, the owners of the program aren't really able to share that information. And just with talking with other people, um, I believe some programs are different where, you know, you actually are interact with the inmate that trains your dog, but it's a little bit different with the dog's prison program. Um, like I said, with the confidentiality, they weren't really allowed to tell me much at all. And you can imagine during the reset, the research phase of my book, I was trying to get as much information about the program and they were able to give me plenty of information about that. Um, but they weren't able to give me details or specifics really about the real Trevor, quote unquote, you know. Um, So I don't know a whole lot of details about him. Yeah. Just aside from that, he did truly want to be a dog trainer. I do know that. So I thought that was pretty neat and, you know, definitely wanted to include that in my story. So. Wow. That's, that's amazing. So um, how many, like, do you know how many dogs that they train that they, you know, they bring in at one time during your research about the program? Yeah. So, 
and we, my husband and I have also continued and will continue to do a lot of um, volunteering for the program. So we've actually been a part of um, all kinds of different transports and meet and greets and all kinds of volunteering there. And so we were actually a part of one of the most recent transports um, and they bring so they, they're currently in three different prisons um, and they usually bring in anywhere between like like seven to 15 dogs. So they have um, each um, in each prison, they have about like five, about five dogs or so um, that they bring in. And then again, like I said, are placed into the cells and they're actually living with the inmates and they're trained and they're there for about four to six weeks. So the program just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, Actually, when Samson first, when he was actually in one of the third or fourth rounds of the dogs that were coming in. And at that point, they were only in one prison. Um, whereas now that, like I said, they're in three different prisons. So they're able to bring, you know, more dogs in. And as soon as one dog is adopted out, they bring in another dog to fill its place. So it's really a, it's a great program that's just constantly moving and has a lot of, a lot of parts to it, but it's, it's a well-oiled machine. The owners of the program are just phenomenal. So, Yeah. So do you bring, if you do readings, do you bring Samson with you? I do. Yeah, that's one of my favorite, my favorite things to do. Absolutely. He's a, he's a crowd favorite for sure. So I do. Oh, wow. And he's not, he's on the therapy dog too. He sounds like he, he could probably be a therapy dog too. <laughs> he actually is a therapy dog. Ah. I his training. A lot of the dogs that are placed in the program, um, you know, they're chosen specifically for their, you know, not every dog in the program is a therapy dog, but they are chosen specifically for they're looking for certain temperaments and and that sort of thing. So I did continue on his training and he is currently a therapy dog. So I, I go to, um, I visited nursing homes and I've gone to schools, um, and libraries to visit and do reading and, um, readings with children as well. So that's something that we enjoy as well. So, yeah. That's so nice to combine all that together. Yeah. You know, to be able to bring your pet and then, you know, not, not only for the children to benefit just from listening to the story, but to also meet Samson. Yeah. It's probably really, really exciting. Yeah. The kids are always, that's always a big, he's always a big hit with the kids for sure. He's like I said, he's just such a happy little guy. So he's, he's kind of happy to go along with us everywhere. So he loves to go to the, you know, go to and do volunteering or do the um, signings as well and readings. Oh, Wow. So, so just, you know, going back to you being as a, being a teacher, how did I, how did that help you write the story? Yeah, I feel like it really helped me because I've, like I said, I have a lot of experience reading, um, you know, so many books aloud to children over the years. And so I really had a good idea of what excites children, what gets them excited about different, different stories and the the themes and the ideas that they can relate to. And so I really tried to use that knowledge to help me, um, you know, as I work through the writing of Samson's tale, like I said, I, I, you know, I did want it to have a really strong theme. And so something that I was hoping that children could really relate with and hopefully be inspired by and, you know, be able to, um, understand, of course, because I work with the with the lower students as well. Um, but it was also, like I said, important for me to have really, you know, 
warm and colorful and cheerful um, illustrations. And especially with Samson, we went back and forth and back and forth. Just I wanted Samson to be just perfect, just so he would really draw in the students and or excuse me, draw in children and families and, and parents and adults as well by, you know, with his personality. So I feel like some of those things really helped me to um, be able to understand you know, what I should include in my book with all the experience that I've had reading aloud um, with students and working with students and knowing their interests and, and that kind of thing. So I definitely think I, that was a benefit to me, um, my 17 years of experience in the classroom to, with writing the book. So, and, and you know, you talk about reading aloud, you know, what, do you have any advice for parents when they're reading aloud about, you know, about reading the book and, and the best strategies? Cause you know, I always tell parents, you know, we're reading aloud that, you know, maybe to intermittently like ask a question or encourage the children to comment and also point out different vocabulary words. Um, but do you have any good tips just as a, as a reading specialist and as a teacher about reading aloud? Yeah, I mean, just kind of what, what you were saying is what, you know, I feel like is some of the best thing to do. Just ask those questions and turn. And so how do you think Samson's feeling right now? Or how is Trevor feeling? And how do you know? And, um, you know, just asking those questions, maybe talking about some of the things that um, that they're learning so they can really, you know, learn from their reading. So they're in students, children start, as you know, from reading or learning to read, and then they move to reading to learn. And, you know, the idea is when you're sitting there and you're reading aloud to a child, you're hoping that they're, they're reading, um, but that they're also really learning about the topic as well. And there is so much in my book that I think, like you said at the beginning, that, that you can learn from. And I'm hoping there's some strong themes that can kind of um, that the children would be able to re- relate through throughout the story. So really just asking those questions and getting them thinking. And like you said as well, pulling in some vocabulary words. I know I kept some words in there that I think, you know, definitely could be discussed during read aloud to help, you know, students um, with their vocabulary skills as well. So I think there's, you know, a lot of benefit from sitting and reading and asking questions and just having good discussions, rich discussions about what you're reading and seeing, you know, what you're learning from the, from the book. And what was your process with, you know, finding an illustrator? Cause I know that, you know, you probably had a very specific, um, illustrations in mind. Um, I know how mascot works as far as like finding, you know, they, you know, you have an idea before and then you look through different portfolios, but I was just curious about your, you know, your journey finding your illustrator. Yeah. And like, if you're familiar with mascot, that was, you know, I was very fortunate because they, like you said, would send me portfolios. And as you can imagine, like you said, I, I really had the vision in my head as I'm sure all, all, you know, children's picture book authors do of really what I wanted. Um, And so just moving through, and and like I said, the big part for me was Samson. Like I really wanted Samson to be cute and something, you know, a a character that children were really going to get excited about and want to support. And then Trevor was, of course, a big part as well. I wanted to him, I wanted him to, you know, look big and strong and tough, but then I wanted him to also have that, you know, little kind of twinkle in his eye that you could tell that his, he had a big heart and, um, you know, 
that he was, you know, really on the inside, just a wonderful person. And so that was really important to me, especially those, you know, those main characters and working through that and just the whole process that was one of my favorite parts, honestly, when I started to get those storyboards with the illustrations. And another thing that I thought was just amazing that Mascot did was they had me for each page I wrote exactly like down to the color choices of what I wanted that page to look like. And and Rachel Novell was just so wonderful with, you know, working with me and going back and forth and just making it really, she, you know, brought my vision to life, which was just amazing. And so it was a really neat and fun experience to be able to do that with her. Yeah, I agree. I think that's like one of the most amazing things that when you, you know, you're writing a manuscript and then you see yeah. <laughs> the story to come to life. And then I also think just being able to read it to children. And I'm yeah. sure having Samson with you is just, and, and your husband is like surreal just to be able to bring that all together. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like I said, as a teacher, it was just the first time I read my book aloud to my class. It was just like, you know, almost had had to hold back the tears. It was such a, an amazing moment and be asking all those questions and see their, their interest. And they like this part and they love that part and they like this picture and they're getting that theme. And it was just, it was such a, you know, a really amazing, really cool experience. So that, you know, especially being a teacher and being able, that's kind of what I do, you know, read, read books aloud and, you know, work on comprehension and fluency and all that. And to see my kids really getting excited about my book was just amazing. It was an amazing experience. So. And I also find sometimes kids catch things in the book that you never really thought about. You know, that they catch a specific detail and you're like, oh, I never really thought about it like that. Is is there anything like that that came up when you read it to your students? Um, I I just the only thing was they were they were asking me different questions um, that, you know, that I hadn't really thought of with, um, you know, about about Trevor specifically and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, just asking about him and you know, things that I hadn't even thought of, of putting in the story. And so I was like, Hmm, maybe I should have put that in, but absolutely sometimes. And that's, that's the beauty of, you know, even during the the manuscript process, you know, I tried to get as many eyes on it as I could to, you know, really help me think of things that I hadn't thought of that really needed to be included. So, yeah, I mean, my students were definitely asking questions and, but again, I, I took it as, you know, a learning opportunity for them to, you know, learn about, like you said um, at the beginning, the opportunity for them to learn a little bit about a prison and understand what it, what it is. And, you know, Trevor may not, you know, he's a good guy, even he just ran into some hard times and, you know, things happen. And, you know, that doesn't mean that he doesn't deserve that second chance. So it's definitely interesting to, to read aloud to, you know, a group of seven and eight year olds and hear, you know, the different questions and it really makes you think, but yeah, it's absolutely, it's really interesting to hear their ideas and their questions and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's just such a good point, though, about talking about giving people a second chance. Yeah. You know, and that's why that's how why I think your book is so unique, because, you know, it really, you know, the story is just well, the story is unique. But I love how you portray the characters. Yeah. And how you, you know, I mean, Trevor is tough, you know, he's but like like you said, he he does have a heart and he does form this relationship with Samson and that, you know, if you open your, your mind and your heart to something, you know, it could be healing. Yes, Um, absolutely. 
Yeah. And so I think it's just such an important lesson because I think, you know, with kids, it's not just about giving, you know, like we talk about giving your friends second chances, but right. even as an adult, like people can make mistakes, but doesn't right. mean that they doesn't, they don't deserve a second chance. Everybody makes and mistakes, right? Exactly. <laughs> Everyone makes mistakes. Right. And I think that's a lot of kids think, oh, well, you know, it's just the kids. It's not the adults. But, you know, right. what I love about the book is that it just shows that, you know, everybody could make mistakes. Um, and that adults do too. And, you know, like, right. like someone like Trevor was in prison, but he was given that second chance with Samson. And I think, um, it was just really, really sweet. So it, I just love it. And I wish you a lot of luck with it. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. So is there anything you wanted to add before we finish up? Well, yeah. Can I share a little bit about the dog's prison program? Oh, just sure. To- I would love to. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Mm-hmm. So um, the Dogs Prison Program is it's owned by Steve and Amy Eckert um, in Pottsville, Pennsylvania. And the purpose of the program is to rescue dogs from shelters. And then, as I said, place them in a training program in a prison and then they adopt them out to their forever families. Um, the dogs, as I said, I think, are paired up with inmates and they're currently at three local prisons where the inmates provide the dogs basic obedience and socialization, excuse me, and love. Um, There is, again, as I said, a strict screening process for both the dogs and, of course, the inmates to ensure um, the most positive result in the end. Um, The inmates are learning from the professional trainers, which happen to be also the owner, Steve and Amy Eckert, who are featured in my book. And the dogs live with the inmates 24-7, and they remain with them until they are placed in their forever families. Uh, The dogs in the program are spayed or or neutered. They're up to date on all shots. They're microchipped, and they're fully vetted. And um, as I said, the program benefits the dogs because it gives them a second chance at life. Um, It benefits the inmates because it really gives them a purpose. And as we've said, a second chance at life. Um, And of course, um, it benefits the forever family because once you adopt a dog from the program, they're just such well-trained and loving job, loving dogs, excuse me, just like Samson. Um, And then, like I said, I, you know, I just, I really hope that my book will bring awareness to this program as well as other programs, um, similar programs nationwide, worldwide. And I really hope that, as I said, there's not a whole lot of, um, you know, programs like it around. But I'm really hoping that with my book, it will bring that awareness and it'll help to hopefully um, spread the popularity and see the benefit of this type of program in our in our community. So I wanted to just share a little bit about the program, hopefully inspire some people to check out a program or try to find a program near them, or maybe even if they're local in Pennsylvania to be able to, you know, check out the dog's prison program and see the dogs that are available. And what is the, cause I'll have the website in there as well for, for the dog's prison program, but what is the website? Is it, It's just the dog's prison program. And they're actually much more active on their social media, especially Facebook. And it's just at the dog's prison program um, on Facebook. And they are just, they post 
all kinds of stories. They've, you know, been on TV, they've been in newspapers. Um, they've teamed up with lots of different um, shelters in the South. They always have the available dogs posted on there. So you can check out all the cute dogs that are currently available. So yeah, definitely check out their website. I encourage people to check out their websites just and their Facebook page for, for more information. That's great. And you also have your Facebook page as well. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd love for people to follow and like me on Facebook at, at Samson's Tailbook. That would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like it's a win, win, win situation with this program. Exactly. Yeah. Because, so I mean, definitely. everyone, benef- everyone benefits the animals, the people. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it sounds great. I mean, I know that I'm going to go onto Facebook and check that out. And of course, as well, I think I'm already following your Facebook page. Um, But yeah, I think it's just such a wonderful thing for you to raise the awareness of this, of this program. And just in addition, it's just such a great book. And I I encourage, you you know, parents, teachers to go out and to purchase the book because um, it's really, really unique. I mean, that's, that's the thing that I love. I just love any, I love any books that bring awareness to something I, you know, I may not know about that could benefit people, that could benefit animals. Um, and it's just from beginning to end. I love it. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Becca, for the opportunity to chat with you about my book. I really appreciate it. And thank you to everybody for listening and for the reviews and the pictures that I've been getting of children and dogs and everybody enjoying Samson's Tale. It makes me so happy to know that Samson's story is being told and, you know, enjoyed by so many. So thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks for listening today. Listen and learn with us at Language During Mealtime. <laughs>